should probably maybe turn this off because the audio audio's picking up the game noise. You're playing a game while we're recording? Monster. What else are we doing right now? We're not talking. We, we, are, talking. we are talking. That's all we have been doing. <laughs> what are you talking about? We haven't been officially talking at the episode. We have been, like, you know, jib-jabbering before the episode for, you know, you know, like the... The episode walk on. Right, well, maybe we'll just start then. Also, I was just waiting for you guys to say something, but that's whatever. Fine. So we're gonna have more lead up to the actual show than uh, Space Jam did because that game just kind of dropped. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We're the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we busted through a membrane in the middle of the earth to join animated creatures for a game of basketball watching Space Jam. While simultaneously digging up childhood crush. I mean, he's not wrong. Like... The Soda Crush? No. <laughs> no. Lola Bunny. No, uh, yes, I'm assuming what, what, um, presented the, the furry scene. I, I tried to, as I watched this, get my mindset into what Dan finds so attractive about furries, so it was an interesting adventure. <sighs> Howard the Duck. Ken's got a point. Howard the Duck came first. <laughs> true, true, Yeah, true. and I hate Howard the Duck. In more ways than one. Oh, God. No! <laughs> Why? Uh, no. Now so is that another ball. timeline that Marty has to go back and stop? His mom sleeping with Howard? Yes, please. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, out of all of you, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one with zero history with this what? movie, except for TV commercials. Hell yeah. I saw it in theaters. We stopped, it, it we stopped along the way and, and picked up the CD on the way home so we could jam the soundtrack at home. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're on your own, Joe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this, this is weird feeling, man. Like, usually I'm the one who hasn't, like, seen any of this sh- but... Joe? I'm di- I'm kind of disappointed. I believe this movie is the sole reason why I ever tried to play basketball. <laughs> Spoilers, I'm bad at basketball. Aww. I played in a uh, one of those three-on-three streetball things they used to have around here, right? You had a mandatory three games to play. I... I- Started off by saying, you know what? It's probably the best idea if you guys don't have me on their team. And they said, nah, it'll be fun. And I said, okay. Three games, I scored one basket. So you were like the Charles Barkley of the crew. I don't know what that means. Post-talent being robbed in the movie. Oh, yes. You standing at a fence, being invited into a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm tall. I, I'm tall for, for our listeners. I'm, I'm about 6'3". And my entire childhood was spent from people older than me constantly saying, Ah, oh, you're so tall, you should play basketball. Oh, do you play basketball, young man? And no, I, I hate basketball. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> Every time I played it, I can't do anything. It sucks, and I, I'm not an aggressive person, so I can't really, you know, block or, or get in there for the ball. It's just, it's not my game. <laughs> Mine either, but I'm also, you know, real close to the ground at five foot four. I definitely don't hate shooting, throwing the ball through a hoop. However, I'm not good at it. And so if anyone were to be like, hey, let's play some back, we're like, no, that's a bad idea. How about we just uh, <laughs> how about we just lazily go around the course chasing a basketball around because that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. hope there's walls behind your hoop. <laughs> that's when you switch up from playing regular basketball and then you start playing horse. Yep. 
or tip horse. Yeah, we played horse a lot growing up. But that's why you also bring enough water to stay hydrated so you don't end up horse. You oh. gotta bring the Michael Jordan secret sauce. Ooh, the magic fluid, totally, yes. Totally not steroids. No, it's water. It's liquid, Dan. It's cartoon steroids. <laughs> or, you know, secret sauce. Hey, it's better than the ads I've seen so far for the new one. I mean, Granny's straight up drinking martinis in the locker room, so there's that. <laughs> I'll just mention my history with this movie since it's nearly non-existent. I I knew of the film. I was in high school long past my time that I enjoyed playing basketball. Long past the time that I spent really watching a lot of Looney Tunes. I may have done like watched Tiny Toon Adventures or something in the 90s, yeah. but not quite the same. And plus, I really wasn't, you know... I'm like, yeah, Michael Jordan's all right. <laughs> so, and I think the big thing for me is, let me make sure I'm getting this right, though. Not Gramed. Who framed Roger Rabbit? What year did that come out in? 1988. 80, yeah, yeah, I was going to say 80, 87 yes. or 88. There was, there's something behind the scenes where it was like, somebody asked for advice. I think it's, I think it might have been somebody asked Bob Hoskins for advice and he said, just don't do it. <laughs> like when it came to the animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole thing was any commercials I saw, the whole premise of it, when I compared it to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it looked less than. So then that didn't help it any. Plus, I believe I may have already seen... Yep, I would have already seen Cool World at this point, and that was a oh hot boy. piece of trash. Oh, cool yeah, world. it is. So, <laughs> oh, forgot yeah. about that one. So this being in line of all these real people acting next to animated people or creatures, it wasn't really doing itself any favors in my mind, so I just wrote it off and moved on. You know, some people some that's people fair. said, also, that, that, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Some people would say you didn't miss out on anything. I would disagree. Sure. And this movie came out in 96. I guess I was 12 at that point, if I'm doing math right. Jeez. I was seven. No, I definitely played basketball before this movie. However, yeah, seven as well. <sighs> <laughs> so, do, so do any of you have any special memories of this movie you'd like to share? Or are you guys going to just leave it up to me to trash this thing and you disagree with me? I don't know. It should it should be interesting. Welcome to my world. <laughs> the tables have it turned, Dan. Uh, the tables have turned. How will they so, turn? Yeah, growing up, we don't. I I didn't have a lot of access to various movies. I didn't have a Netflix or a YouTube or a whatever else you kids are watching these days. Uh, well, I'm one of those people who are watching. I mean, however, Space Jam was one of those movies that we had, so I had watched this movie a significant amount of times. Even though both my parents apparently don't remember ever watching this movie, so they must have just been busy and be like, "Hey, watch this. Leave us alone." <laughs> they were very busy and. There was five of us. We could keep ourselves entertained at this point. Yeah. Space Jam is on top tier movies that we would watch yep. regularly. My parents took my sister and I to go see it in theaters. We loved it. It was given to us as a Christmas gift, I think, the following Christmas. And we wore the tape out. And I think my dad ended up buying another copy. Yeah, pretty much the same boat. We went and saw it in theaters. Loved it so much. My parents were always the ones to purchase new VHSs right away as they became available. So we always had new VHSs being mailed to the house. Or they're going out to the stores to get them when they released. So we got it the day it came out. And that VHS was really, really heavily worn. <laughs> 
And same with the soundtrack. The soundtrack for the longest time stayed in whatever device I played it off of, and yeah, it was, it was great. Was was that not just another repackaged Jock Jams album? <laughs> Looking back, it feels that way. Right, yeah, repackaged Jock Jams, but also... I believe I can fly. Yeah, and that Space Jam song that they made for this movie. I, I played the Space Jam song like crazy, and then uh, my my dad was always angry at Fly Like an Eagle because it wasn't the uh, the Steve Miller band version. Oh, yeah. So he was my dad was always the kind of guy who if somebody remade a song that was instantly garbage, only the original's good. So it's just kind of like my mom was like on my side, like, oh, this is a great soundtrack. And my dad's like, the music sucked. But it was fun. <laughs> ironically, ironically, I, I love this movie. I, I watched some Looney Tunes as a child, and my parents really kind of got me into Looney Tunes cartoons, obviously. But basketball, like, I, I just never really gave a crap about sports in any capacity. So, like, the basketball portion of this movie, which is what it's completely found on, is I just, I didn't care. <laughs> I really didn't care. I liked Michael <laughs> Jordan. I thought he was cool, but that's it. See, when I was younger, <laughs> I did watch the Bulls when they were winning all their championships, but I didn't like watch their full season. I would just watch the end of the year playoff games. I don't remember anything about them because, <laughs> eh. Never been a fan of basketball. Love, <laughs> love Space Jam. Never been a fan of basketball. I think it was more the case when I was really young. I was actually good at basketball. So, like, when I first started playing, my dad was all proud of me because I was tall. the one scoring all the points. I was taller than the other kids. Um, <laughs> I developed a more high-caliber game strategy-wise than the other kids because of things like our, our team being coached that we have to back off when we score and they get cross the court to us and then we defend. And in the middle of the season, I started thinking, why am I just letting them come halfway across the court? We want to put the ball in the other net. So then I started full-court pressing without knowing what it was. Listen to you and with then, your basketball terms. <laughs> and then the, that child league then put in rules that the kids could no longer do that, I guess, because <laughs> other coaches and kids complained that I was too damn dominant. Way to go, Joe. You didn't give him a chance. Way to, way to be that guy and ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> and now we don't have kickoffs in elementary school. <laughs> well, I <laughs> was not different. good at football at that age. I was the kid getting pushed over on the football field all the time around that time in my life i just had a flashback back you remember back in the day when you read books and you get prizes and such yeah i just remembered i think i did that once and got tickets to a bucks game what yeah whoa wait a second i don't remember any of my reading challenges having rewards like that it's always personal pan pizzas i went to a bucks game way back when it was not the greatest seats it was way up in the top but that's fine went and saw a bucks game with some pizza that was great not pizza. The pizza was uh, the other reading times. Yes. Most of the reading times, it was pizza. Mine was stuff like grab a pair of googly eyes from the bucket behind the teacher's desk. <laughs> I had a collection of, like, little robot, like, Gundam-esque robot erasers. Like, that was, that was a big deal. I had so many of them. Huh. Were they crappy erasers that didn't work well to begin with? Not that I can remember. Because I remember, like, figures in eraser form but they all sucked as erasers yeah i had jurassic park erasers and i, I carried my triceratops and my t-rex eraser around everywhere in el or elementary school and it was just anytime you tried to erase i was like pressing wax to the paper essentially <laughs> they sucked <laughs> well that way you aren't tempted to use them so they can 
retain their uh, collectible status for all these years. Where do you got them now? That's fair. I, I do still sell them for big bucks on the secondary market. Yeah, I do still have the. Uh, I believe I still have the Triceratops one somewhere. Wait, serious? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, they didn't erase. They just smudged. That's all they did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For anyone who has not seen the movie Space Jam, I, the man who has only watched this movie once will summarize it for you uh aliens in space have a failing theme park they need more visitors to come so they accidentally decide that having looney tunes in the amusement park will make visitors come so they go to enslave the looney tunes on earth because they live inside the earth apparently and uh the looney tunes trick them into playing a game of basketball for their freedom because that thems are the rules you can't take them as amusement park slaves unless you win a game of basketball. So the aliens then steal the powers of famous NBA stars to become the Monstars. And the Looney Tunes get Michael Jordan. And roll out Lola Bunny, who was next to non-existent until this point in time. Non-existent. Uh, to play basketball. I wonder if Babs Bunny had some sort of influence on bringing Lola in. It must have. I don't know, because the only female bunny I remember was a stuffed animal that I got from the uh, Great America. Uh-huh. And I had no idea that there was a female bunny from Looney Tunes. So Probably Babs, if the bunny wasn't tan. It wasn't Lola Bunny, okay. that's for sure. Um, but yeah, they're. Oh my god! Hi. So anyway, then they play basketball, <laughs> and the monsters are really good. And then Michael Jordan gives them a halftime pep talk, and then they play better because then they actually do Looney Tunes stuff on the court instead of just trying to be people playing basketball on the court. And then you think that maybe they won't win, but they do. And then Michael Jordan goes home. Baseball. He goes baseball. He goes baseball. And there's Nedry is all over the place being a nerd. And then there's Bill Murray being uh, accentuated, weird, silly Bill Murray. Yeah. There's a lot of weird in this movie. Like the human cast are just interesting choices. Well, not a lot of sports figures are good actors, so... This is true. Kind of have to give them some leeway. Michael Jordan's probably the best actor out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan was passable. As a child, I was able to believe that he was a good basketball player as an adult. Or, not a good basketball player. Of course he's a good basketball player. A good actor. <laughs> My apologies. But as an adult, I'm watching like, oh, he's just, uh, he's saying his lines. Yeah, but he's he's the best one of, of the bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would prefer to have a live-action Goofy in place of Michael Jordan, but that's just me personally. No, that's terrifying. That's mixing. Leave that, leave, leave that alone. <laughs> but that would be a cross-contamination between megacorporations, and we can't have that. No, we can't. That's, At one point, they did. That's why they did a joke, yeah. They did make a joke about Disney, or they that did. mouse. Indeed. It was good. It was good. It, it made me chuckle. Yep. As does the Roebuck. The rule book keeps on making me chuckle to this day. It's it's a silly gaff and it's so, so bugs. It's stupid but kind of funny. Yeah, I can totally see that being like a Looney Tune universe situational thing that would work at least temporarily like it did in the movie. Yeah. 
All right, so we're already talking about things we like. Let's continue down this road. I like that Piggly Wiggly is in this movie. Yes, yeah, spreading all his good Porky, deals. Porky, Porky Pigs. It's Piggly Wiggly, Dan. Yeah, Haven't you ever I, been to his store? God damn it, now I got that. I have the jingle stuck in my head now. Yeah, you gotta shop that pig, man. Yep. Shop oh, man. it. Shop, shop it. Good. Except the one, the one in Appleton's gone. Yeah, it is. That wasn't that great, anyway. <laughs> it was it was like a time warp, though. It was like walking back into the early 90s every time you entered that store. It just felt that way. Yep. You're talking about the really old one that used to be a different store? It used to be a town and country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Back when it was a town and country, you used to go inside there, and there was a uh, Mario Brothers arcade game, and we used to play that every now and again. Nice. I just liked that the, the milk coolers moved when you opened the door. Aww. Oh, yeah. Those are the small touches that we miss. Little Wisconsin touches. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think the only Piggly Wiggly I go to anymore is the one in Sister Bay. Oh. I thought you were going to say the one inside of Cromorax. What? Yeah. You're making a Borderland? <laughs> really? What? Right now? Huh? Yes, right now. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> There's one in Kakana. Who goes to Kakana? You go for the you go for the smells. You go there for the smells. Oh, maybe not Kakana. It's more of Manasha. It's a Manasha. It's a Manasha. Yeah, nearest one's a Manasha. Then Oshkosh. Then Again, Amro. who goes to Manasha? I mean, it's right. It's right near me. It's it's in me. It's on my running route. Yeah, but you don't stop there. Oh God, no! You keep running. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't stop in Manasha. I mean, I have friends who live in Manasha, and we stop there. But like, that's a safe place. <laughs> it's like Google plain tag. This is a safe place, Manasha. Two things I like in this movie off the top was that the 3D doesn't try to look good. It's just like, yeah, we got some 3D going on. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's some downright bad scenes, like when Wayne Knight gets blown back up after he gets flattened. I mean, that's just, oh, God, that's bad. Yeah, but... that's rough. That is, that's, I forgot how much of a nightmare that scene But it fits. That scene it just fits is. because it's it's cartoony. It, it looks cartoony. It looks stupid. Like is it, it cartoony? I feel like it's more nightmare fuel. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. I gotta be honest. On, on the same note, I have no problem the entire movie believing that the cartoons and the humans exist in the same world. They did a lot of work to make it It was pretty make good. It work. Yeah. There was only one scene specifically that I remember watching where the animation oh that that's what it was. When they go to get the sneakers, uh and, and the dog is present when the dog breaks through the closet, it just looked so off for some reason. Mm. It's because it's scaled wrong. The, they they kept the camera down at like Daffy and Bugs's yeah it, point of view because they're supposed to be small yeah it felt like a 1980s movie or 1970s movie where you have the uh, the, the screen in the background and the actors up front trying to mimic the fact that there there's a giant thing behind them and then adding in the cartoon the, the animation with that for some reason the three just did not sync well together it looked legitimately like there was a blown up video of a dog holding shorts in the background that was you know, film grainy, and then cartoons nice and crisp and clean up front, and, like, the motion blur was off. I don't know, it was was a really jarring scene. That was the only scene that I saw that was like, this doesn't hold up. Everything else looked fantastic. I think it was immediately after that scene that I was like, this animation is pretty good. Oh, and Bugs is supposed to be three foot five. Yeah. According to, according to, they, like, they canonicized it, made it canonical, Hmm. um, in Space Jam, his height. Three foot five, four if you count the years. That's awesome. I'm not sure I liked the shading of the Looney Tunes <gasps> up front, but I think I got more okay with it as the movie went on because of the way that they shaded the like the basketball 
uh, practice area. So they, you know, they shaded the real elements more like cartoons so that everything kind of meshed together. Funny thing, that's all paint. They painted the practice court. Like, that's an actual court that they were playing on. Yeah. And they painted it to make it look like it was in a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to notice it unless you get, like, the shots of Michael taking shots at the hoop. Those movie elements helped me be more comfortable with the different shading as opposed to the 1970s style cell shading of the characters. And then I became more comfortable with it but when it started off and it was pure animation and then seeing bugs bunny walk on screen i'm just like ah ah, <laughs> ah ah but it was okay at the end yeah i really like danny devito in this film a lot he's yeah, he's, he's good great so is bill murray <laughs> the danny devito character the way they animated him it gives it a, like a Don Bluth. Feel. Yes, it does. Yeah, just yeah. Of the, yeah it the really does. The fluidity of everything and the 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 way that they stylize that character, I just was like, wow, absolutely. This one element looks like Don Bluth, but the rest of it doesn't kind of fit. Nope. No. Yeah, no, I could absolutely see that. And he's animated really well. He's got the nasty cigar juice saliva slopping out of his mouth and everything else. Like, he, it's really good. Really well done. But I, I take it you weren't a, fa- a big fan of Moron Mountain Joe. We're on things we like. Uh, it was okay. But it, but it looks like such a fun place. I really don't remember what was going on there, except for the plan for Michael Jordan to be chained up to lose to everybody. Doesn't that sound like fun? No. <laughs> That bit of uh, animation was really neat. It was. It was. Remind me, what's on Moron Mountain? Uh, there was that ride, which it was just a picture of his, of Dan DeVito's giant face with a cigar in his mouth, and the cigar would keep tipping around and shooting laser beams, just nearly avoiding all the all the little spaceships being spun around in a circle until <laughs> one of them got hit and actually flew off. And for some reason, that wasn't exciting enough because the kid said, "Dad, don't bring me here ever again," or whatever. He said. <laughs> yeah, I do remember the "Dad, don't bring me here ever again." Yeah, sad kid. Then, uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of random rides and stuff in the background that we never got a chance to see. Aww, I know. Were we really missing out on anything? Yes. No. Yes. I enjoyed that they used the uh, multiple animated creatures inside a trench coat joke. Yep. yep. I thought that was very well done and very funny. Great joke. No idea how that actually works in real life. Doesn't matter. It's a cartoon and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they get through the metal detectors? There probably wasn't metal detectors back then, huh? No, they just walked in. We didn't have people blowing up basketball stadiums. Did anyone blow up a basketball stadium? Well, th- there wasn't a chance for it. Yeah, this this was prior to deranged gentlemen wearing masks, uh, or rebreathers, if you will, blowing up football stadiums in the middle of a game. <laughs> oh, okay. I get what you're getting at now. I know what you're talking. Oh God, damn! I shouldn't have even tried. It was spot on. It was. It was there. It was there. That counts. Sounded more like an old man. <laughs> I obviously have not watched that movie in a while, so my ability to, to do that voice is dwindled. Yeah, I think I watched it once. That was enough. But also, it's one of those voices that you can't necessarily just jump right into. You gotta stumble into it a little bit. Yeah. Give me some booze, and I'll show you how to. St- just jump right into a voice. Nope. Nope. Okay. I have a lot. I have some. I don't know how much I All have. Right. I, I guess we'll make use of that in a maybe another year. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Maybe another year. That's good. Uh, what are the things we like about this movie? Oh, when Daffy Duck came out. Yeah, and just got silent. <laughs> and everyone, everyone stopped cheering. 
I should have felt really bad for him, but for some reason I was like, this is... He's such an asshole. <laughs> it's fine. This, this is so fitting. dumb. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. They picked the right character to do that, too. Yep. I was just going to say, in terms of utilizing Looney Tunes as a franchise mixed with arguably the biggest superstar sports player at the time, I don't think that this perfect scenario, this lightning in a bottle, could have been done any better. I feel like they really knew what they had with Looney Tunes, and they really knew how to use them. And I feel like they really knew what they had with Michael Jordan, getting him in, bo- getting him on there, even even the other NBA stars as too. Like the other guys that were in this were at their prime as well too. So it's just it, it's just a perfect cast at a perfect time point, perfectly done, perfectly synced together. And I don't think that this is easily replic- replicated. There's <laughs> a spark moment. No, definitely not. Well, new legacy tried. Hey, yeah. hey, we're talking about this one right now. Yes, this Space Jam from 1996. Now, it's interesting to say that. I think it's a good time to bring it up. Do you guys know how much money this movie uh, cost? No, I never looked it up. No. Let's take a look. Its budget is $80 million. Ooh, and I'm assuming that about 60 of that went to Michael Jordan. <laughs> Right. I'm <laughs> sitting here like they had official NBA swag, the Suns jerseys and mm. the Cal- the New York Knicks, I believe it was. Yeah. Like they had that. It was at least looked like an official NBA game up until Charles Barkley and uh, Patrick Ewing decided to uh, stop playing basketball properly. And that po- at that point, you're like, well, did they set up this game and pay all those people, all those people extras to be in this movie or did they do this as like a halftime show in a real game? Right. That's a very good question. So you have that. I'm sure the NBA wanted some sort of kickback for that. Maybe they just assumed that exposure was good enough for them. Who knows? But then like that, Bill Murray and uh, Dennis Nedry, Michael Jordan, and then having to animate this uh, whole thing. Like that's a lot of money. That, I, I expected it to be a little bit more than uh, than eighty million dollars. Well, yeah, especially if they have to resurrect Dennis Nedry back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we just keep calling him that. It's Wayne, it's Wayne, it's Wayne Knight. Knight. Yeah. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. In my notes, it's Nedry. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. But isn't Wayne Knight the name of a man who tossed a chair onto a basketball court and got ejected from that game? Uh, that's a different night, but yes. <laughs> I got so confused when you mentioned Wayne Knight got blown up. I was like, what? I think it's Bob Knight. But yeah, Bobby Knight. Oh, okay. That that sounds right. Oh man, that that's that's Wayne's dad. That's <laughs> Wayne's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Wayne Knight being blown up, Daniel appreciate this, but I, I found a little bit of interesting trivia. Apparently, due to network two-hour time slots on cable channels, uh, they had to actually shorten his deflation scene. So they what? cut the reference to farts? I guess, probably. Because you know farts are terrible. You, you can't have probably. farts in a movie. Every time they put Blazing Saddles farts on TV, are... they cut the fart scene out entirely. It's like, are you kidding me? Out of everything in the movie, you cut out farts? <laughs> it's, just... ah. it's up there with nudity. I, I guess. You can't have that. This is unforgivable. No. Flatulence doesn't happen. Neither does nudity. Cover it up. Do not reference body bodily functions. That's not okay. <laughs> I did find it humorous that these uh, basketball players in the 1990s had a good sense of how disease, viruses, or other, you know, pathogens spread. 
and that they need to shut stuff down and not play basketball and put on masks in order to not catch whatever it is out there that the, their fellow players are getting. Oh. Yeah, they shut down the NBA for five uh, players. It was so enjoyable. Less than optimal. It was so enjoyably topical. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be so topical. I for, I completely forgot. That just rings differently. It really does. Not one of them whined about their freedoms. Uh-huh. Well, no, they all whined about their freedoms. Their freedoms to not be bad at basketball because of whatever's going on here. <laughs> and the NBA is uh, like, you know, okay, fine. We can't play basketball without you guys, so... Let's just not do this right now. Just how some things become unintentional and, like, very interesting after the fact. Yeah, for sure. And I know you you said you didn't care for Wayne Knight being blown up and deflating, but (laughs) I thought the Michael Jordan being squished into a ball looked all right. I I thought it it fit the cartoony. I felt like that was more horrifying. I don't know what it was. <laughs> you could still see his face, and his face was moving. And he had the high-pitched, like, ah, voice versus his, his normal low tone. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was interesting. I enjoyed the visuals a lot better when I was younger, but uh, this time around it was... Uh, it's a little jarring. It was, it was a rough watch, but it was also kind of funny <laughs> to see just because it was so odd. Now, I will say, in contrast... That scene made me go, ooh, and made me feel a little icky inside. But the, uh, <laughs> the scene when Michael first gets pulled down into the golf hole, that was probably the highlight for me in the entire movie. I laughed the hardest at that scene. Bill Murray's reaction towards Wayne Knight and his camera right as that happened. Just so silent, <laughs> so deadpan, it was so damn good. That was very good. Don't point it. Don't point that at me. Don't point that at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they continue playing through their game. Yep. That was fine. <laughs> I mean, what well, would like, you what do? What else are you going to... I say, what else are you going to do? You just watch a guy get sucked down a golf hole. You're like, well, no one's going to believe me there. <laughs> Apparently, if you're Nedry, the world's worst publicist, I don't know why they put him on Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan could probably afford a little bit better publicist. Don't need to talk about that. But Nedry starts... Nedry decides he wants to start digging. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. <laughs> or I could call him Stan. Podolak. Podolak. I had to rewind to make sure I got that written down. The crazy thing is he doesn't dig at the hole where um, MJ goes down. He digs off to the side. I don't understand why. Because that's it's a green on a golf course. Do you think they're going to just let somebody dig a hole into their green that they have to manicure perfectly? I, I would think that no. they would probably uh, set up the uh, soundstage golf course. And, that uh, looks like it was outside. Yeah, it it does. I, I, I questioned that myself, so I don't know if... They did film it on, like, if they, like, bought out a, a golf course for a couple of days and then, like, tore it up and paid somebody to, like, re-manicure the green. Again, fixing golf courses, not cheap. No. I guess they didn't have to pay for a facility for the end game because it was all animated. Hoorah. It's actually funny how easy to figure out what golf course that is. It's Lake Arrowhead Country Club. Oh, is that on the PGA Tour? I I don't know. It's in Arrowhead, California, which would make sense, I guess. That makes sense. They must have torn up the the green unless they were using like a like a side a backup hole or like an like an ill mm-hmm. like a, a a hole that was very rarely used. <laughs> you got me. Oh no, I gotta do research. You don't wanna. It's fine. It is fine. While you're doing that, I'm gonna. I I like 
There, I had another chuckle at another scene, which is completely unrelated. Three basketball, there they had the basketball players all walking and talking with the uh, doctor through the the hallway. Yes, and the three tall ones nailed their head at the exact same time on the doorway. Yup, that got an unexpected uh, laugh from me, just because of you know unexpected. Very fun. Mm-hmm. And also, I gotta say, the uh, intro to the movie was a fairly touching dedication to MJ, which they neutered in. Or bastardized in the new legacy. Sure. Again, that's to talk about later. I know, but still. That that montage was pretty great. See, I didn't watch New Legacy because I didn't want to mix my bags. Same here, same here. I, I got so confused the last time I watched the second part of a movie that we weren't supposed to watch. I wasn't sure which part, which movie was which. <laughs> of course, this movie I've watched many times as a child, so maybe I wouldn't have had the same problem. However... Yeah, the MJ montage was great. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Man, he had he was really good, wasn't he? And then I also thought it was very fun that they joined in. He's like, oh, I'm going to play basketball. And then he's not very good at basketball. Like, they didn't pull that punch. Baseball. He wasn't very good at basketball or baseball. Yeah, sorry. That's the problem. That's the problem. Baseball. <laughs> he's not very good at baseball. He wasn't. He didn't do very hot in that. So it was very fun that they did that. And then his kid comes home all angry that he's got a 2-5 and five at bat. He's got a six uh, point six. What is it? Six point six eight three point six eight five battering average. Which is that good. That down to. Which is great. The average ML, like... For MLB, a uh, three hundred is considered excellent. I had to look it up know. to see if this kid was just being a weirdo. They do mention Michael's being like two something, and uh, that made me chuckle because my reference point for baseball averages is the video game Baseball Stars and how they have the element of building your players up. So then that's my only reference point for hitting averages. <laughs> so I, I kind of understand that two hundred is low. Yeah. Low 200s. Upper 200s is fine. Apparently, if Not you in baseball ball, stars. My players have to be hitting better than that. They're going to stay on the team. If you're talking about a video game, come on. <laughs> We're talking about real life baseball. If you hit the ball, apparently one out of every four times, you're doing fine. If there's a baseball watcher out there who wants to contradict me out there, please feel free. I would love to hear what actual baseball people say. The last time I watched baseball, it was when I was watching baseball with Andy. The same one on this call? Yeah. We, huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> real life baseball. <laughs> oh, right. You went, okay, yeah. I went to a Brewers game last year, or two years ago. It wasn't last year. No, he went to uh, he went to some bootleg baseball game. Kind of like they're running it like rum runners. <laughs> Come watch baseball in the seedy underground <laughs> arena. <laughs> He went to like a Bullfrogs game or something. Whatever the minor, minor league games that they have around here. Yeah. Bullfrogs or the Dock Spiders? Dock Spiders. <laughs> Is that a real team? That's a real team. Do they have merch? Yes. There's also the Booyah, the Green Bay Booyah. Yeah, there's the Booyah. Oh, no. forgot about the Booyah. Oh, no. That makes me hungry. Wisconsin Rapids Rafters. <laughs> They keep the roof up. The Traverse City Pit Spitters. Kenosha Kingfish. Oh. What? The Beloit Snappers. And they have this frog. Not frog. A turtle. Turtle? God, words come out of my freaking mouth. And he looks very angry and unhappy. When I go to T-Rats games, the Snappers are always a good team to watch. They they usually put on a good show. Oh, there's the Doc Spiders. I like their logo. Their logo is, it's it's cute. It's a spider. It's fuzzy. It's angry, but it's fuzzy. So one of the, the the thorax is a it's a baseball. It's a fuzzy baseball. I mean, there's 
There's the Utter Tuggers. What? We only talk <laughs> yeah. about them one week a year, uh, apparently. One one day a year. Oh my god. What the hell is this? I have a shirt for the Utter Tuggers. Oh, it's, I, it's fantastic. I so badly wanted to get a shirt. I wanted to get the yellow one. It looked so nice. I thought you knew about this, Joe. Once a year, the T-Rats turn, the Timber Rattlers turn themselves into the Utter Tuggers. I've never heard of this. Uh, it started a few years back. They instantly sold out of their online merch so they did it again this year same thing people really like that merch i know i i I waffled on the shirt for about an hour and by the time i went back on my size was out (laughs) i was really sad (laughs) we've lost sight of things we have let's we're still in sports let's let's come let's come uh (laughs) let's come sprinting back uh childhood crush lola bunny Wow, what a what a trip down memory lane. Never, no, not at all. What a trip. She made me feel funny as a child. So much so that they decided to take the uh the, the crop top away, supposedly, for the for the new movie. So many people were upset about the redesign of Lola. So due to hearing about the how people were upset about the redesign, I expected Lola Bunny to be far more sexualized than she was. She already is at a point of unnecessary sexualization in Space Jam. So I expected more, though. No, they, they went the opposite and direction. No, no, I mean, in this movie, oh, this I movie. expected her oh. to be more sexualized oh, than th- she already that's is. That's right, I forgot you hadn't seen this. Yeah, so that makes sense. So I was kind of like, oh, that's that's not as crazy as I thought it would have been to cause people to get all upset. She's up there with Jessica Rabbit. Not my thing, I guess. <laughs> you mean at the age of whatever age you are? <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 mostly uh, weird at, at my age be like, huh, what a weird way for a bunny to be acting. <laughs> But also, man, bugs, calm down there. Yeah, he, he got petrified into wood and fell over at one point. There's a pun there. There is definitely a pun there. There is. <laughs> <laughs> and you notice how Pepe Le Pew is in this whole movie, and he didn't do any womanizing or fawning over ladies. Nope, he was there for the and stinky joke. him from New Legacy. He was for the stinky joke only. Dan, you could... Put it down in a note, and we'll cut. You can come back to it, <laughs> since you're apparently the one person who watched it. I would have. I just didn't have an ability to stream it. Uh, a few more things that I liked coming into Space Jam as an adult and never watching it as a kid: the Dan Aykroyd joke for Bill Murray. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I had no expectations to hear that kind of joke in this movie, <laughs> and thought it was hilarious. Supposedly, uh, there's a throwaway comment uh, towards the end of the film. Uh, towards the end of the game, Daffy asks Bill Murray, "How exactly did you get down here?" And Bill responds with, "The producer is a good fr- or the producer is a friend of mine." And I guess that's directly referring to Ivan Reitman, who's a producer on this film because Ivan Reitman directed Ghostbusters, as you know. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny. I like that. That's a good little inside joke. And you guys mentioned before the line, "What kind of Mickey Mouse team would name their team the Ducks?" Yep, the Mighty Ducks joke. Yeah. 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 Yep. Thought that was pretty good. Because it's not a mean joke. It's just a fun joke. It's tongue in cheek. There were enough little one liners or little visual gags along the way for me as an adult to just be like, ah, yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Hey, everybody, that's the end of part one of Space Jam. Unexpectedly, we went very long due to tangents and just our normal chat chattery. So if you'd like, please comment, subscribe, 
share and do all that stuff that everyone on the internet asks of you because we need that help too. And come back in two weeks for part two of Space Jam. Boop, boop.